my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. G'day friends, my name is Will Mualam, the pastor of the Paravista and the Gawler Adventist Churches in South Australia. I want to thank you for choosing to join our live show today from our Faith FM studio here in South Australia. And so today we are kicking off our week with a brand new theme. And our theme for today and the rest of the week with our team is the Bible, growing spiritually and the place of prayer. And today my co-host and I, we're going to be looking at the question, does prayer come naturally? Does prayer come naturally? And so we were, we're going to begin that conversation in a few moments. But hey, for those of us, uh, for those who are listening and your regular listeners, um, we want to throw out our number there because we'd really like to encourage you to text us in um, some of your thoughts as uh, as my co-host and I will be sharing. So we'd love to hear from you. 04888-80811. What do you think about prayer? Does prayer come naturally to you? What's your thoughts about prayer? Do you have questions about prayer? We'd love to hear from you. And so today I'd like to introduce my uh, co-host in the studio with me. Uh, Pastor Yoshi Chi, and uh, for those who may not know, Pastor Yoshi, he works. Could I say this, Yoshi? I just use the general term "working" at our head office of <laughs> the Adventist Church here in Adelaide. Can, we can go with that. Um, we uh, the studio is located right on the well, right next to the head office of the Seventh Adventist Church here in South Australia, and I happen to be one of the people working in there. Wow! Yeah, awesome. Well, Yoshi, it's always good to uh, be in the studio. I know um, you've been a very busy person, and I just recently came back from uh, a trip overseas for some speaking engagements, but it's always good to be back in the studio. And so, um, Yoshi, we're going to be talking about this idea about prayer and, and does prayer come naturally. So I'm super excited to hear um, what you're going to be sharing. And um, yeah, I guess for both of us, we want to kind of engage with our audience out there that's listening. We want to maybe share a couple of stories of what how prayer has impacted our lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, we want to really encourage you, our listeners, because we want to know, text us in where you're listening from. I know we have a broad um, view of our listeners. Some are local here in South Australia. Some are different parts of the country. And so uh, wherever you're tuning in from, we want to just, again, want to extend a very warm welcome. We hope that you enjoy our program today. Um, before we kind of jump in, we always like to start our show with a bit of a, uh, we call it our World Watch segment, which we share an article or something that we're seeing online that's kind of uh, current and relevant. And so what I was thinking today, Yoshi, mm-hmm. as probably our listeners would be aware of, or maybe if they did it, we'll <laughs> like to let you know that um, over in England, um, they... Um, I don't know what the, the king's coronation. Of. So they they coronated um, Charles as officially the king now of of England. So look, I thought I share. Would we'll like to read an article that um, like to read to our viewers, our listeners out there today, and really like appreciate some of your feedback mm-hmm. um, as well, um, Yoshi. So um, so the article we're going to go with it's taken from the Guardian, and it's an online article. Um, based in the UK, and the uh, title of the article is King Charles to be Defender of the Faith, but also a Defender of Faiths. And it says here the King, uh, so, um, so this is an article, and, um, you know, the reason why I want to share this, Josh, is because I watched a little bit of it. I don't know if you did or whether our <laughs> listeners did, but, you know, with the coronation, 90% of it was led by 
basically a minister. He's called the Archbishop of Canterbury. Sorry, I don't know his exact name. But, you know, I was able to uh, check in a couple of, or when I jumped on YouTube and I was catching some of the key moments. There's a moment in the in the coronation where Charles, uh, sorry, his son, Prince William, kind of, he kind of pledges allegiance mm, to his mm. father. So, you know, media was saying this is a very special moment. And so there were, but I was very interested because there was a very strong Christian mm. emphasis. And I thought, well, hey, you know, we, we're talking about how faith and, and culture intersects. I thought, why not uh, share a bit from this article? So here we go. Um, the article reads, at the coronation, so obviously this was, um, this, this came up when, you know, before the event happened. So it's speaking in, in the previous tense. So here we go. At the coronation of King Charles III in the coming months, the new sovereign will take an oath promising to rule to law according to, to exercise justice with mercy and to maintain the Church of England. Under a canopy of golden cloth, he will be anointed with holy oil, blessed and consecrated by the Archbishop of Canterbury. The Westminster Abbey coronation will be a deeply religious occasion, and I can test to that. Among King Charles's many titles, a defender of the faith, a title bestowed on Henry VIII by the Pope, and retained after England broke with Rome, and supreme governor of the Church of England. Um, his mother took these roles seriously. Um, in her later years, the Queen increasingly spoke publicly of her religious faith and devotion, citing her, quote, personal accountability before God, end of quote, in one Christian message. Uh, it goes on to quote the Queen, oh, sorry, a quote, he says, her faith was rooted in the traditional low church Protestantism favoured by Queen Victoria and the House of Windsor. Although she was markedly ecumenical and very happy to attend Roman Catholic services, said Ian Bradley, the Emer Emeritus Professor of Cultural and Spiritual History at the University of St. Andrews and author of God Save the Queen, The Spiritual Dimension of Monarchy. Um, the quote goes on to say, Charles shares his mother's faith and devotion, though it has a slightly different complexion, perhaps more naturally high church, with a particular affinity for and interest in Eastern Orthodox Christianity. The new king has also shown great interest in non-Christian faiths, faiths sorry, especially Islam and Judaism. In 1994, Charles triggered controversy when he said he would be defender of faith rather than defender of the faith. Interesting. In, his, in a desire to reflect Britain's religious diversity, there were suggestions that the coronation oath might be altered. And I think that's actually what happened, Yoshi, because um, we're going to share a different article previous to this one, and there was a bit of a changing there. That's, an, that's another story. In 2015, he clarified his position in an interview with BBC Radio 2, saying his views had been misinterpreted. He said, now it's quoting um, King Charles, he said, as I tried to describe, I mind about the inclusion of other people's faiths and their freedom to worship in this country. And it's always seemed to me that, while at the same time being defender of the faith, um, you can also be protector of faiths, plural. He pointed out that the Queen had said her role was not to defend Anglicanism to the exclusion of other religions. Instead, the Church of of England has a duty to protect the free practice of all faiths in this country. I think that since she was confirming what I was really trying to say, perhaps not very well, all those years ago. Um, how much do we got? Here? There's a bit more there. Um, let me just read a little bit more. Um, now, as he ascends the throne almost three decades after that controversy, most people would agree that Charles should champion the right to religious belief 
and practice of all his subjects, not just that of the dwindling number of people in the pews of the Anglican churches. I'll read one more quote, and then I'll hear your comments, uh, Yoshi. Mm -hmm. It says here, quote, King Charles will rethink what being defender of the faith means, but it will be a reflection of how his mother exercised her faith role in reality, said, uh, what's this guy's name? (laughs) Dear Maid McCulloch, a professor of church history at the University of Oxford. Uh, the quote goes on to say, she was very aware that she presided over a multicultural society and in practice there won't be such a great chief. So I think I'm going to pause there, Yoshi. There's a bit more in the article, but we get the gist of it. So he has this title called Defender of the Faith and he's kind of made a note to say not Defender of the Faith, but Defender of the Faiths. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. there is a bit of a yeah, there's difference a, there's, there. There's a difference there because um, the article... Uh, and I guess his official title, Defender of the Faith, the D and the F, Defender and Faith, are in capital. Right. So, obviously alluding to him as the Defender and Anglicanism as the Faith. Right. But then Charles has come up and basically said, hang on, hang on, hang on, you know, I'm going to be protecting all faiths, defending all faiths, not just Christianity. Um, I, I wonder, and I, I, I'm, I can't say I'm very vested uh, or interested in the royal family, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unlike unlike my wife, actually, she actually is quite keen. She said to me, uh, "Do you want to watch the coronation?" I was like, "Of what?" <laughs> and I pretty much said, "No." Um, and, and the role of royalty in today's day and age is is a little bit it's a little bit different, right? Because back in the day, they are rulers. You know, they basically dictate a lot of things. And these days, it's more symbolic. I saw a meme. Uh, Will before we started our yeah, thing me. today, <laughs> I've seen a number of memes. There's one meme. I saw. Um, um, well, it's more of a sign uh, at, at King Charles's coronation, and the sign said, "The only good king is Burger King." <laughs> So, there's a few of those. Um, there was another one, Prince Charles Theatre, and their big sign says, no, we are not changing our name, we don't care, or something along those lines. And obviously, there were many who were in support of um, King Charles. I guess at the end of the day, he sees his role as um, sovereign, not just of one faith, of Anglicanism, but of the entire country. So, in a sense, I actually commend him. Yeah, um, I actually commend him, and maybe it's also the reason why Queen Elizabeth was so well-loved, because... The article says that she actually was trying to defend um, all faiths to right. allow everyone to practice their faith. Um, there, of course, are some prophetic implications um, in terms of what the Bible says, and yeah. that's another topic for another time. Uh, but from, a, I guess, a strictly, I guess, a human perspective, I, I do commend him in that sense, that he's trying to be sovereign to everyone. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't, is he well liked? I'm looking at you, probably know more uh, about the king than I do. Actually, I don't really know a, heap, yeah. a whole heap of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I watch a little bit, kind of like the highlights type yeah. thing, but don't kind of go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some of the things that stand out seems to be, you know, him struggling with a pen and those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to sign <laughs> some of those things. But yeah, I guess time will tell. Yeah. Time will tell because you can say something and his actions will reflect, you know, what what he what he really intended, right? Yeah. Because um, and reading some of this, some of these quotes here, you know, will I can't help but think some PR person wrote this, as opposed to how he. Yeah, I, I yeah. could be wrong. Maybe he directed it. I I don't know him to to judge one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll just end on this quote right at the end of the article here. Um, it says here. Um, where was it here? So it's a quote. Um, saying. 
Charles shares his mother's commitment to the church and to matters of faith, partly under his influence and following her own instincts. She had already moved a long way in the direction of becoming defender of faith in the way he outlined. Talking about Charles, mm-hmm. you know, broadening his perspective. Mm-hmm. Reaching out to non-Christian faith groups and frequently referencing them in her Christmas broadcast. I think why I wanted to share that because, you know, I'm sure millions and millions of people would have watched this across the globe, you know, in real time. And I think in many ways it was, in some ways as, as you know, as Christians and as pastors, Yoshi, it, you know, just to have this sense of, you know, they were alluding to the Bible, mm. alluding to God, alluding to this higher being. And I find it quite, yeah, it was very interesting. You know, now there's probably a whole segment of the culture that kind of probably rolled their eyes yeah. when it got to that yeah. bit. Yeah. But, you know, to, to know that, hey, when you look at the, the royal family and, you know, England and whatnot, that, you know, Christianity has been a long part of their history, mm. you know, going back to, to, you know, the days of Rome. And, you know, so we're talking about a long established institution, just as long as, I guess, as the royal family itself is, it's woven with these Christian ideals mm. and principles. And I guess that's why, you know, uh, Australia, that's kind of, uh, you know, within the Commonwealth, we have those same roots, you know, mm. as, Origins coming from England and this Christian kind of uh, worldview. I, I think you know we're kind of part of that story in some ways. Mm. But yeah, I just thought I'd share it with our listeners out there. And um, what did you think? Uh, for those who are listening today, driving home or wherever you're tuning in from, um, what what do you think about this idea of King Charles being the defender of the faith? Mm-hmm. But the article here kind of gives you giving you the slant: King Charles to be defender of the faith, but also a defender of faiths. Uh, plural. Um, and I think to be honest, Yoshi, that's, that's kind of how the culture wants to know that what we're saying, because they don't want that, you know, our culture is very much against anything that's very rigid and bigoted and, you know, like we are the only true followers of God. So in many respects, Christianity in general has to find that kind of common ground. And I guess, you know, if a political figure like King Charles, like, you know, if he just stood up and go, I'm a defender of the Christian faith, you know, obviously there would be, mm. you know, big, big backlash there. Not to say that's the wrong thing, but it just seems like we live in a culture where there are many different faiths, religions, and, you know, and how do you kind of draw people, you know, to some type of commonality? And so, yeah. Charles is saying he's the defender of the faiths, you know. Yeah. Well, like him or dislike him, you know, and no matter what you think about the monarchy, from a Christian perspective, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, it is relatively com- commendable, not just that he's ap- appealing to everyone, but on the flip side of it, he's actually um, trying to really be religious about it in the sense that he's not shying away from his faith. Um, he could have easily done away with a lot of traditions. I mean, he's going to be the king, right? But um, what was it? Ninety percent of um, did I read that somewhere? Or did you tell me that before? Ninety percent of the uh, of the service is is religious in nature. Yeah. And and um and uh, my wife was like, "Oh, did you know Katy Perry was there? Or Lionel Richie was there?" <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> yeah." And you kind of go right, like, "Well, those are the kind of people they're attending." And then yep. you have um, I grew up in Malaysia, and the 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 uh, king, the Sultan of Malaysia, the Agong, which is the official term, was there. You know, wow. and, and you had all these different faiths, and yet it was still very Christian in nature, from what I've seen and from what I've heard. Yeah. Um. So there's something to be commendable to be said about that. Yeah. Um. And uh, like I said. 
said, I don't know the guy. Uh, time will tell. Yeah. Um, I guess, but there are lessons that we can learn from this article from, from the fact that, um, we shouldn't be shy about our faiths, but at the same time, be respectable to what others yep. believe in. You know, we can be strong. We can stand firm in our principles, but still be respectable and accepting of where others are at at yep. least that point in time. Yeah. Nice way to end that one, Yoshi. So, um, yeah, just thought I'd share with our listeners out there. Um, that, that's, that's something big that happened on the, the world stage just, you know, over the weekend. And Australia is kind of part of that narrative, I guess. Um, so we're going to switch gears now. We're going to go to a break, but before we do, we'd like to introduce our free book offer that we're launching today. Because we're talking about prayer, our book offer for today that we'd like to, um, promote here is the book titled Teach Us to Pray by Tamira Horst. And so, it says, have you ever longed to be loved just for you, not for what you have to offer or how you look or who who you know, but just for you? Teach us to pray is about entering into a relationship with the one who can satisfy that deep yearning of the soul. It's about the simple prayer that begins a friendship that will change your life. And so if you'd like to get a free copy of the book, Teach Us to Pray by Tamira Horst, all you need to do, as we always do in our drive time program, is text us a code. And the code for today is SA118. And you need to text that through to our number 04888 uh, One more time, the code is SA118. Sorry, let me begin again. SA118. And he kicks that into 04888-80811. Our friendly um, bot will reply to your text and uh, get your details, get that book out to you as soon as we can, free of charge, no strings attached. We just want to put that resource into your hands. So uh, we'll give another uh, book offer. We'll plug it one more time uh, towards the end of this show. So, um, so we're going to go to a song now. We're going to go to a break and then we'll be right back with Yoshi and we're going to dive into our topic about does prayer come naturally? Please don't go away. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. I've been taught how to talk to you. Hold it together, make the bad look better. Say all the words that I'm supposed to. Bow my head, say amen. Yeah, that'll do. Every dead end look like heaven Like being okay is the way to reach you But you're not afraid of all the things I feel So why am I afraid of being real? You want my tears Every messy word Every scar and every fear You want all I have With no holding back when I
That was Broken Prayers by Taya Bella. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with myself, Will, and Yoshi. If you just tuned us, we are looking at our brand new theme for the week, uh, the Bible, growing spiritually, and the place of prayer. And But today, the question um, Yoshi and I are going to be looking at is, does prayer come naturally? So, Yoshi, we've just gone to a break. We've just come back now, and we're going to dive into our first main chunk of our program today. So, kick us off. Talk to us and talk to our listeners about this subject of prayer. We're going to be talking about that throughout the course of the week. So that's the question we're trying to tackle, Yoshi. Does prayer come naturally? Well, the answer, um, as soon as I get asked that question, I suppose it's both yes and no. Um, Yes, for the simple fact that on one hand, prayer is basically talking to God, right? It yep. should be quite, it should be quite easy. Uh, and God is accessible. Um, it's, it's easy for us to reach out to Him. And so it should be quite easy in that context. However, the answer is also no. Um, and we're spending a whole week talking about prayer. Well, we're talking about, you know, uh, Wednesdays want to be interesting. You know, does God always answer prayers? Um, yep. on Thursdays, pray the easy way out. Uh, Tuesday, I missed that day. Uh, is it possible to be consistent in prayer? And maybe in that, in that question is is the answer does prayer come naturally the answer might be no because uh, beyond just that talking to god there's almost a sense of intentionality and spirituality necessary for prayer for it to be really really meaningful you have to have i guess certain ways of going about it you and I can have a conversation, Will. I can, we can go to the shops. Um, and by the way, uh, Will, have you ever tried this? What's you go, that? you go to the shops, right? And somebody says, how's it going? How's your day been? And what's your natural answer? Yeah. Good. Good. Thanks. Yeah. Even if you've had the worst day ever, right? You yeah. just go, good. Thanks. <laughs> so, Will, I, I did this one time. So somebody said to me, how's your day been? And I was like, I'm, I'm going to do a social experiment here just for my own benefit. There was no video recording. I was like, oh, you know, it's one of those days. You know, it's not quite, it's, uh, it's all right. You know, it'll get better. And that lady who asked me just looked like she, like, why are you wasting my time? Now, that's talking, right? But it's not talking. When it comes to prayer, I want to read uh, a verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, the Bible says this, The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So the Bible here is saying that Paul's telling us there are some things which are spiritually discerned and prayer effectively needs to be a two-way thing. Right. It's just like that example I just shared, right? Somebody asks you, how are you doing? You say, good, thanks. It's just courteous and all that. Now, if our prayers become God, you yeah, know, yeah. do this and do that. Amen. Uh, I'm not saying that's wrong. But you don't yeah. get the most out of it. Um, it's 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 kind of like it's kind of like we, we treat God as as a cosmic Santa Claus, right? Yeah. Uh, in fact, I actually, like that. Yeah, yeah. Cosmic Santa Claus. <laughs> well, what what are some ridiculous quote unquote ridiculous prayers that you've that you've prayed? Do you yeah. remember as a as a child? You know, God, uh, please, yeah, tell us, tell us. This is a bit embarrassing, but <laughs> I remember I had a bit of a crush on this girl in primary school and. I, I don't know why I still remember this, but not only did I pray, like I was thinking about this girl that I was kind of, you know, had a bit of a crush on, but I don't know where I got this kind of, where this came from, but I distinctly remember Yoshi, and I can't believe I'm e- echoing this some 30 <laughs> plus years later. 
is I was crossing like my fingers and my toes as I was going <laughs> to sleep. Somehow, like, the fact that I was crossing my fingers and even my toes would, you know, would somehow make the 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 prayer happen and come true. So um, that's probably the the most funniest one. I, think. I, I had something. I guess um, I can't remember who it was. Now it's it's still high school. I was in high school, right? And I was like, you know, Lord, if I'm supposed to, I wasn't even that religious at that point in time. But it's like, if you want me to ask her out, God. <laughs> Turn the sky blue and make the grass green. It was one of those really pointed in that one direction <laughs> prayer, right? And of course, it's like, oh, the sky is blue. My prayer is answered. Um, and and along those lines, you have some kind of some 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 kinds of prayers where you are trying to. And I go back to that word, cosmic Santa Claus, mm. that are so conditional. Uh, something along the lines of, um, you know, God, if you are real, give me a billion dollars right now. Yeah. Oops, very nothing. dramatic and very oh, specific. Nothing. So home. God must not be real, and that's not what the Bible really should. Uh, that's not what prayer should really be about at all. Because prayer goes beyond just asking for things, and the part that comes naturally is that you want to have a conversation. But the part that doesn't come naturally is this idea of needing to be in tune with God to have the right kind of conversation. Uh, right. Well, you and I, we are colleagues, we are friends. Uh, we go back from many years ago. We didn't have a chance to connect for a little while. Sure. Uh, took us to different states. We come back, and I can say, oh, Will, remember back in the day, you yeah. know, we connect, and we weren't even super, super close then, right? We went yeah. to the same church and things like right. that. And there are some people whom you don't see for years. You just connect back straight away. Yeah. And there are others whom you have sat next to for 10 years, yeah. and you just don't know them because yeah. there's no connection. Yeah, so I guess the, the 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 important thing about prayer is is intentionality. But well, if I can add one more thing about prayer, um, we need to align with biblical principles. It's about coming to that same page. Um, I I'll share a story. I won't say who it is, but um, I know of a particular Christian friend. Um, right. And she worked at a particular place, and she said um, that she was impressed to go on a mission trip. And I was like, fantastic. But her boss wouldn't give her leave because of a number of other things. And But the boss said, look, I can give you leave, but it has to be the following week. Okay? And this particular person that I know was so adamant that she actually lied to the boss. And she goes, no, no, um, I, I'm sick, so I have to take two weeks off. Wow. And and was adamant in... in <laughs> Was was adamant that you know that's God's will, and I, I don't think that is will because God's will lines in, and when you pray, He lines in with biblical principles. Right, and lying certainly doesn't fall into that. And I think we can get the most out of prayer when, um, as God intended, when when I would say it's a learned discipline, when uh, you know. Well, any real communication with your spouse, with your friends, with your family uh, requires that level of, I guess, I guess, learning and growing, and not just nearly willy whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can you recite the Lord's Prayer by heart, Will? I, really? I, I think I. You think you can? Maybe, yeah. It's one of those things where because I didn't grow up in the church, right? Um, and you go, oh, you know, our Father which art in King, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, and you kind of go. Wait, what's next? <laughs> and some people memorize it really well. Yep. And push came to shove, we probably could. But, hey, can I get you to turn with me to Luke chapter 11? And those of you who are listening, turn with me to Luke chapter 11 and verse 1. 
So the disciples themselves are asking them Jesus, are asking Jesus to teach them how to pray. So Luke 11 and verse 1. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. So the Bible doesn't specifically record what John actually taught his disciples. Um, but Jesus gives them a model prayer. Otherwise known as the Lord's, the Lord's Prayer. Prayer yeah. Okay. And it's said in many different churches across uh, the different denominations. And Will, maybe I'll get you to read this for me, right? It's found in two places, Luke chapter 11. But let's read the Matthew 6 version. Okay? All right. Matthew 6. You, have you got that with you? Yeah, I've got yep. it right here. Go for it. So Matthew 6, 9 and 13, it says, um, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. So... There's a song that's in my head. For yours is the kingdom and the... I'm not going to wow. sing it. <laughs> um, but it's been made into songs. It's recited in churches. Um, and it's a model prayer. It can, and I use this word very, very loosely, it can come across as uh, an impersonal prayer. Right. Because it's so recited. It's like it's like the psalm. It's like Psalm 23. Actually, right? you know, Yoshi, in my... Um, in my where I used to go to the Methodist Church on yep. um, the Wesleyan Sydney Church in in Sydney, many many years ago, actually to this day Tongan churches actually sing the Lord's Prayer wow, okay. at the beginning of every service. Okay, so they um yeah, and it's yeah, it's just something they've done for I don't know however long they've done it. They they would literally sing the Lord's Prayer, which is I still know the tune, you know. So yeah, so yeah, it's it's. Embedded in Tongan, you know, church liturgy is to actually res- not to actually read. Sorry, mm. sing the the prayer. I think many of our listeners probably can recite or sing the Lord's Prayer. Um, it's funny because I don't think I can recite it, but I can definitely sing it. <laughs> sing the words. I'm not going to sing it now. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but besides the fact that it's and I use the word very very loosely, impersonal prayer. It is a powerful prayer. I think there are some standout elements that we can take away that we can perhaps craft uh, craft it a little bit to our own personal prayer life. In fact, um, what is, what stands out to you? Like what what does the Lord's Prayer say? What does the what? Let me start again. What does the Lord's Prayer say, and what doesn't it say? I think the, probably the first thing that jumps out is the way Jesus he he use he he invites us to call God our Father, and I think that's a big that's just a huge. Concept just to kind of grapple. I, I think the, the honest truth is, and you, you, it's, you'd agree, Yosh, is every line in there is, it's so simple that, that you know, a child can recite it, yep. but yet it's so deep that, you know, it's, we can just keep, keep really just focusing on, on one phrase. And so I think in general, every aspect, every line there that Jesus outlined in the Lord's Prayer is very intentional. But I think what stands out for me is like the first line is, Jesus says that we had approached God as our heavenly Father, and I think to mm-hmm. me, this concept of God as Father is, you know, evokes this very close, intimate relationship, like you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, like friendships, relationships. Uh, you know, you can have some acquaintances where you kind of first name basis, and there's others, like you said. Um, you there's a there's a very deep bond there, 
Mm. Um, so yeah, that's one of the first things that jumps out at me. Mm. Um, it's definitely, this a, yeah, there's a devil, definitely a high level of, um, as you said, intentionality there, yeah. right? Um, and we can break that down a little bit more, but I'll tell you one thing that it doesn't say right. that stands out to me straight away. It doesn't say that you'll win the tax lotto or get that <laughs> new Ferrari or be able to yep. afford that $10 million house, right? <laughs> True. Nowhere does the Lord's Prayer or nowhere does, 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 does Jesus teaches if you if you basically ask for a million dollars you're gonna get it yeah. you know um and, and there's one part and i guess this is beyond our scope we'll discover that later in this week you know asking according to god's will what does that right, mean and right, things like right. that but for the purpose of the lord's prayer um hallowed hallowed is about praising god it's not a word that we use very very often is right. it i mean i don't say our time today is, I was going to say, will you, thou art hallowed. <laughs> <laughs> Very archaic language. Very archaic language. It's language reserved almost specifically for God yep. in that sense, or some ancient English, you know, homage to something. Mm. But in today's context, we, we give God, um, praise. We hallowed, we hallow his name. Mm. And that's not something, and I think it sets aside, um, uh, who specifically God is. And the Next sentence, uh, your will be done. Uh, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Right. There's this recogni- re- recognition of what our perspective, our outlook should be. So right at the start, it's not even about us. Right. God is saying, or Jesus is saying, it's about God. It's about how you ought to look at life and how you ought to look at God. Right. Because it's not about your time on this earth. It's about what happens in the next earth when Jesus comes and trusting that your will be done. And then yep. the next bit, give us this day our daily bread, not our daily caviar or $500 ragu <laughs> beef steak. <laughs> Have you ever tried caviar? Yeah. No. No, no, neither, neither have I. <laughs> Apparently it's really expensive, right? So, and, and really salty, so yep. I've heard. But there's a difference between bread and caviar. Bread is a need. Yep. Caviar is a... I was going to say a want. I don't think I want anything like yeah. that. But the prayer um, asks us to seek God for our daily needs. And in Philippians, the Bible says that God will supply all our needs according to his glorious riches right. in Christ Jesus. So there's already some very strong principles. We can move on. Um, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Right. Um, it teaches us how to treat each other. Um, you know, those who have wronged us and, and it's a very, very, I guess, difficult thing in these day and age where this day and age where we're trying to effectively stand up for our rights. Right. But God is saying, Hey, you've, you, you've been forgiven. You need to forgive others. Turn the other cheek. Principles that aren't really popular today. Mm. And then uh, it goes on, you know, deliver us from tem- temptations, deliver us from evil. Um, do not lead us into temptation, rather, but deliver us from evil. And uh, it's about how to live our lives. Yeah. Not about not about our wants. Again, it's about our needs. And of course, it finishes by uh, basically acknowledging God. Yours is the kingdom forever and ever and ever, uh, and the glory forever. Amen. Um, there are some powerful principles of prayer that I think we can definitely adopt. And maybe when we can, we can come back a bit later on to talk about some principles. I thought I'd ask you, though, Will, what prayers have been the most powerful? I, I don't assume it's going to be prayers where you've asked for a car yeah. or a house. I mean, I, well, God does choose to answer those prayers as he sees fit. But right. tell me, what's your experience? I think the one that jumps out is, you mean, the most, Yoshi, is... Um 
basically part of my um, my testament, actually. I was 21 um, back in 2000, so, you know, you do the math. But I vividly remember, Yoshi, um, I was in Tonga in my home cultural land, these little islands in the South Pacific, looking out at the stars one night, and I don't even know I was actually saying a prayer as I was doing it, but really just looking at the stars that, that evening, just weeping, and I was just in this kind of state where looking back now, I was actually reaching out to God. And the language of my heart, and I, I say this many times, is I don't vividly remember saying, Father God, please, you know, it was, mm. it was just a conviction on my heart that I need, I wanted to know God. So wow. it was more of an internal dialogue, looking at the stars at night, saying basically, essentially, Yoshi, God, if you're real, I want to know you. Wow. And I really distinctly remember that, and it will always stick with me because it was, I kind of realized it was the first time I, like, sincerely was asking to know God. Wow. So that really always, you know, um, and, you know, last week I was in Sydney, I was doing like a, a you know, like basically I was speaking for a, an Adventist school there. Mm. And I kicked off the first day, you know, because I wanted to connect with the students. So I was just telling them about my, my story and, and that was a big part of it. So that, that kind of jumps out to me, yeah, that, yeah. that aspect. I can relate, Will, because I think some of the most powerful prayers that I've experienced aren't the ones that necessarily has been a provision. Right. Um, sure, right. I, I have one prayer where I was, you know, I was, a, I was a young person that was in the youth group and we had planned to go and clean up the bus stops, right? So we right. did a bit of community service and it was going to rain. And I said to God, <sighs> put in so much effort can we just can you just give us an hour of like sunshine and literally <laughs> as I was driving literally the clouds parted and there was one ray of sunshine and it was incredible now it is amazing when it happens like yeah, that yeah yeah and to me now the biggest thing about it was um, it wasn't even that the fact that prayer was answered but it was like God was going I heard you um, it ended up being really cold, so it wasn't super fantastic weather. But but we didn't care. I shared this with with the friends at that point in time, um, and they were just they were just like, "Wow, you know, we prayed too because we had put in so much effort." Um, and God doesn't always yeah. answer prayers that way. That's but right. that was a chance to connect. I'll, I'll share one other story of of a prayer, and I can relate. Will when you said, um, yep. you know, not the God, you get down on my knees, yeah. do this, do that for me. And I've certainly had those prayers, but one where it really stands out to me was um, probably around the time I was nine or ten years old um, I was nine when my mom passed away she died oh, of um, wow. yeah she died of she died of um, um, liver and kidney cancer I was nine years old um, we didn't go to church and we had a number of Christian, well-meaning Christian friends and yeah. family, Seventh-day Adventists and, and other denominations who came and wanted to offer a sense of support and I was very grateful and uh, some of the things that said to me I uh, I was quite upset about, you know, yeah. they were saying things like, oh, um, you know, God is, uh, your, your mom is watching you from heaven because God loves you. And to me, that didn't make sense. And of course, I would learn <clears> to go on to discover about what happens after you die. That's another story altogether, yeah, right? True. But I remember going, God, who, who are you? As, as a nine-year-old, you know, a 10-year, wow. probably about 10 years old by the time I start to, you know, pray, so to speak. Was it, were you asking who are you because of what had happened with yeah, mom? Yeah, because, because I'm trying to figure out who, right. What's what's going on, God? Like, what what in the world? Why would you take her away from me? Yes. And obviously, I found my answers, and that's another story for another time. But to 
to have God present, and I didn't have all my answers in the one hit. Yeah. I certainly didn't start going to church immediately, um, and I was forced to grow up. My dad loved me to no end, um, and he actually remarried, and my stepmom adopted me. And wow. that's another story altogether. <laughs> but my journey continues to evolve over the next basically um, few years, and and it started off with a simple cry, a simple prayer. Um, that wasn't even a prayer. And so in that sense, I guess there was some intentionality, even though it didn't come as naturally yeah. per se. But I can tell you, God revealed himself when I didn't treat him like Santa Claus. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty powerful, Yoshi, to think that you had that experience when you're nine. Yeah. I mean, I, can, I can't even imagine what that was like for you losing mom mm. at such a young age. And certainly your picture of God, whatever it was at that time, it's... It, you didn't kind of turn your back on God because, you know, there's stories very similar to yours where that's that's it for many people. Mm. It's a deal breaker. I, I look for God at my loneliest and darkest mm. moment and there was no answer. And so I think the clear message is what we're kind of saying before we go to our break, Yoshi, is prayer is not – I see what I'm hearing as well as you walked us through the Lord's Prayer. And prayer is not about asking for things like mm. this cosmic sound. I love the way you phrase it. But it's much more than that. It's mm. – it's actually a relationship, and when we get to know God, that's right. Um, prayer is much more than "give me this, give me that." But as you outline, each line is a very a big concept: God's name, His forgiveness, mm. provision, and all that stuff. Mm. Uh, before we jump into the break, and um, anything just before we just tie this end off real quick, uh, Yoshi. Well, I, I want to encourage those of us who are listening right now that you don't you don't graduate in prayer. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a continuous journey. And even today, these days, you know, being a pastor for how many, <laughs> 10, 12, 15 years now, it feels like, um, wow. you just, you just, no, 12 years, 13, 12, 12 years, 12, yeah, 12, um, uh, 13th year, I think. <laughs> anyway, my point is that you're still learning. <laughs> yeah. And some of these, some, and some days you're just praying by just sitting there and, and yep. there is value, by the way, in kneeling down and, and all that stuff. And there is value in that. And I will and encourage that. But there's also value just lying in bed and just talking to God yeah. or journaling and there's a number of ways you can do it there's no mm. graduation to, to say you've done you, you have you have, a, you have a bachelor's degree in prayer no God doesn't want communication for him to ever finish yeah. he just wants it to get better yeah yeah. awesome thought Pastor Yoshi hey we're going to just uh, we're going to hit the pause button there we're going to go to a break but before we do to you our Lovely listeners out there in Radio Land, we want to uh, promote our free book offer one more time in our show today. Our book, in line with our theme today and the rest of the week, is Teach Us to Pray. That's the title of the book by Tamira Horst. And um, essentially, the book is going to present a picture of God who is deeply and intimately interested in your life and mine. And so, hey, we would love to put this resale source in your hands. If you'd like a free copy, no obligation, all you need to do is text us the code word SA118 to our number here in the studio, 04888. Eight zero eight double one. The code word once again: SA one one eight. No spaces between that. SA one one eight to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. If you want to get it for yourself, or you know someone in your in your circle of influence, a friend, colleague at work, hey, this is a great resource to put in their hand as well. And so, um, so please text us in if you'd like a free copy. Uh, so we're going to go to a break. We got a song, and we'll be back in just a moment. Listen to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A. 
That was A Living Prayer by Alison Krauss and the Union Station. If you just tuned in, this is uh, Will here with my host, Yoshi. We're in the studio for Faith FM Drive Time Beer Q&A. We're kicking off our theme for today and the rest of the week, the Bible, growing spiritually, and the place of prayer. And uh, if you've just joined us, hey, we've been in a... We've been in a really great discussion on this topic today. Does prayer come naturally? And so we've been looking at the Lord's Prayer. We've been looking, I guess, personal stories of how God's, uh, how we've uh, interacted with this thing of prayer. Hey, Yoshi, we've got a, I guess, a, a few minutes to go in our program today. Why don't you walk us through the, the, um, this aspect of, um, you know, connecting with God and, and yeah, just take us further into this, this idea of prayer. Mm-hmm. So prayer is effectively, uh, uh, is both art and science, right? In the sense that, um, there is some level of, you know, flexibility and personality involved in how you pray, but there can also be some level of, I guess, uh, intentionality. Right. Um, and, and tomorrow would, uh, we're going to talk about consistent. Well, not we, but our host for tomorrow. We're going to talk about consistency in prayer. On Wednesday, a big question: Does God always answer? On Thursday, is prayer the easy way out? And on Friday, how can I grow my prayer life? Right. So each of our hosts over the next few days will share a little bit on tidbits on how to pray. But I, I thought I I share a couple of ways to pray. This is not the end all, the be all, end all. Right. Because like I said, it's a, it's both science and art. But I think this helps us to be intentional. Okay. In any conversation, you want it to be as, uh, I guess, as, as natural as possible. But for those of our listeners who are just starting out, it goes like, oh, how do I pray? I start off and I kneel and I say, dear father in heaven, thank you for a good day. Yeah. Bless the food. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And how do you pray for hours and hours on end? And I think that comes with intentionality. So I want to share two ways, two ways that have been uh, shared with me, and I'm just passing on the knowledge. Um, the first one is called the ACTS prayer, A-C-T-S. So okay. A-C-T-S, ACTS. Yeah. It's an acronym. Uh, it stands for, A stands for adoration. So praising God for who He is. Uh-huh. That's effectively uh, reflecting on what the Lord's prayer is, you know. Um, and I think part of this prayer time can be about acknowledging God and what He's done. So that means praising Him um, for the things that have happened in your life, um, we'll come to Thanksgiving in just a moment. Right. But specifically, this adoration bit is about recognizing God's sovereignty. Okay. And sometimes when I follow this model indirectly, I go to the Bible and I read of his great acts. I read of how he's led people. Right. And I read of stories of just incredible deliverance. So that in itself, if you want to develop a meaningful prayer life, that can help tremendously. Okay. The adoration so part. A for adoration. Yep, A for adoration. So the acronym is ACTS, A-C-T-S. A for adoration. C stands for confession. So we are asking for forgiveness for the things that we have done. Okay. You know, Isaiah talks about how sin has separated us from God um, and and you know we have this right uh, if we have animosity just between two people the conversation isn't as good now God is saying hey what about if the sin that separated me from you confess that and we can forgive and we can move on and okay. I found it most helpful when I actually kind of write down or be specific in some of the things I have 
intentionally done that have hurt God. Now, I don't believe God is the kind who will basically hold us to every single thing. Yeah. But I think confession is probably better for us. It's good for our soul to go, oh, no. And then it brings us to a place where, oh, wow, then we know what we need to ask for when yep. we come to the next bit, uh, which is actually, let's come to T first. I can't spell A-C-T. T, uh, so adoration, A, C, confession. Confession. T stands for thanksgiving. So this is thanking God. Thanking God for specifically a number of things that have happened in your life. Um, And Will, here's one way you can do this. Uh, I did this for a little while. I haven't done it for a little while. Now, my wife and I, we did this for a little while as well. Uh, We would have, because I'm a a computer nerd, I would have a spreadsheet. Uh, You can do this in a journal. You can do this however way you want. Okay. And we thank God uh, for something and we write it down. Now, you're like... Okay, that's easy to do. But here's the catch. Here's the catch. We made it a point to not repeat what we're thankful for. And here's what I mean. So, for example, the first day we're starting this journal, thank you for my wife. Cool. She'll say thank you for my husband. Right. Cool. (laughs) And then the next day, uh, we'll be like, well, what else can I thank? Oh, thank you for a house. Thank you for a car. Thank you for how you led. Thank you for yep. parents. Thank you for friends. Thank you for church. Thank you. And the first two, three weeks, it's quite easy. <laughs> but then you come to the end of three or four weeks without repetition. You're like, oh, I better start looking for things yeah. to be thankful for. And here's the incredible thing. You actually find things to be thankful for. Because wow. you are looking out for it. Yep. And I can tell you one of the most powerful things uh, when, the, when I've done this exercise over the years, you know, in separate occasions, you look back and you can see the huge amount of things that God yeah. has blessed you in and some things you've forgotten. Um, and, it's and, kind of reminding yourself. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. It's a powerful time. And during this Thanksgiving prayer part, I always go, I always reflect. And even when my mood is bad, you start to feel better because you feel like, wow, God has led in this context. Um, yeah, that's the Thanksgiving, adoration, confession, Thanksgiving, ACT, and the last I think one. just to add to that, yeah, yeah, um, sure. Yoshi, because I know that, you know, in in the culture in the secular world as well, there's a lot of people who talk about gratitude journals. And mm, exactly. I'm thinking yeah, of one yeah. very very well known TV personality had her own TV show. Well, I'll just say her name because it's not secretive. Oprah, Oprah <laughs> yeah. Winfrey. Yeah. And I remember reading an article where she does that. She writes like I think she writes five things. So she's kind of five things she's grateful for, and it could be a simple thing like you know going for a walk and that. Mm. And I think I think just to come back to you is um. We're not just thanking God for, I guess, the everyday things that happen, but we're at, we're connecting it that it this is God's hand, God's blessing. Mm. Like, so you can thank God for your job. Anyone can thank God for a job. Exactly, I mean, yeah. just say thanking, just being thankful for a job. But then the Christian acknowledges that all these good things are coming through the blessing yep. of God on yep. our lives. So, Definitely. yeah. So back to you. So adoration, confession. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. What's the last, last one? Last one, S, stands for supplication. Okay. And it comes from the word supply. So this is the part where we're asking for God right. to bless us, to answer our prayers. And it can be a number of things we're asking asking for. So that's between you and God. I think between whatever, you know, uh, for you know, for sickness, for for a job, for for a car. If if, if you think that that's where God wants to yeah. wants to bless you with, right? Obviously, that's not the first thing we start off with. <laughs> Again, I use the word I've said it several times: cosmic Santa Claus. But supplication. So it's interesting that the S is on the end. It's that is right at the end. It's not. We're asking. Other way yep, <laughs> we're asking God to supply us with what we need, not necessarily what we want. So ACTS adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and, and supplication. supplication. Well, in the in the next minute or so, I'm going to. 
shares another another method of prayer. Um, I call it the five finger prayer. Somebody else shared this with me, and just very very quickly. So the five fingers. Uh huh. If you're listening, uh, if you're driving, don't I've, hold up your hand. Yoshi and I have got our hands We've up our hands right now up. in the studio. Right. Yep. So your thumb is the closest to you, right? Right. So we pray for those closest to us: our siblings, our parents, our our family members, our spouse, of course, oh, our friends. That's cool. So pray for them. Okay. So you can you can have a journal, write it down, um, and of course to pray for them, you need to talk to them. It might be an opportunity for you to connect with some of your family members, right? So that's your thumb closest to you. The index finger it's used to point to point in a certain direction. So pray for your teachers if you're in, if you're studying for your pastors, for your leaders, for your managers. Right. If you're in the workplace, those that lead in your lives and point you in the right direction. Okay, so this index finger. Okay. The middle finger is the tallest finger. There's a dual purpose to this. Um, it's a tall finger So pray for the leaders And those who are In high leadership In government But somebody's told me Can I pray for my enemies Because I want to give them The finger <laughs> I said sure By I couldn't means. help it Yoshi When you went to the middle finger, <laughs> I was in that little part Going Hey People use that middle finger yeah. For something else Pray Pray for your enemies Right So I like the I like the twist. And sometimes you might think the government is your enemy. That's not a story <laughs> altogether. But so leaders and your yep. enemies, yep. right? The ring finger is for all intents and purposes your weakest finger. Okay. So it, it, I mean, it's there. If you're playing the piano or whatever else, it's kind of hard, right? That's your weakest finger. Pray for those who are sick in need of support and help and all those. And finally, the little finger, it's the smallest finger. Pray for yourself. You should be last. Okay. So. Thumb, pray for uh, those closest to you. Index finger, pray for those who point you in the direction. Middle finger, those who are the tallest, pray for the leaders. Um, pray for your enemies. Ring finger, pray for, pray for those who are weak. And little finger is the smallest, pray for yourself. So these are just a couple of methods. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, one way to pray. And the five finger prayer is another way to pray. And those are just two simple things that can hopefully help enhance your prayer life. Wow, I really like that, Yoshi. I've, I've heard of the axe model before mm-hmm. but this finger you know that that i really like that one yeah. I, it's so easy it's visual and i can mm-hmm. so oh thumb pray for those closest to you oh pray for those in leadership yeah so um so thank you yoshi uh, for sharing with our listeners today and we want to thank you for for tuning in and just being with us through to the end of the show hey guys it's good it's um our time's up for today so um please join our team tomorrow david and gary they're going to be look at c- consistency in prayer and so um, we're going to look at that title, Consistency in Prayer, Is It Possible? So today we kind of started the conversation and talking about, hey, is it natural? And we're kind of saying yes and no. Tomorrow, uh, Gary and um, Marty are going to look at this idea, sorry, of consistency in prayer. And so please tune in tomorrow as uh, Gary and Marty um, take us through that tomorrow. But until then, we want to thank you again for tuning in, listening in to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. We'll be looking at this theme of prayer all week, same time, and as well we have our free book offer each day. So um, that's it from us in the studio. But until then, we'd love to leave you with the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He says in the Gospel of John, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. May God richly bless you and we'll see you next time.